Hello and welcome to Map Explained, where every single day we break down a question, event, news, or trend about the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Bobby Corella. I am from Mavs Digital. Joining me today is the boss man, not Mark Cuban. The he's he's like further down the organizational. He's my boss, but he has bosses as well. So I guess you're not really the boss man. You're just like a boss man, Mike Marshall. No, he's like he's like Zeus, and I'm more like Achilles. Oh wow! For okay, you, for you Greek Greek mythology fans. Wow, we're we're turning the clock Out way there. back. Yeah, he's he's the end all be all man that makes this all possible, and I'm just I'm just a little foot foot soldier, getting stuff done, making the plays. The play doesn't care who makes it, Bobby. Uh, Troy, not a bad movie. It's like fine, you know. Good movie. I like Troy. What's wrong with Troy? I well, I'm not I'm not saying that it's bad. I, I you know I'm I'm not sure that it's good. It's been a while since I watched it. I'll admit that, but it is fine cinema. It is it is a fun two plus hour time waste. And it's it's really fun to watch. Like it's a good movie. Like, De- I don't know if it's going to win like any f- awards. Definitely but. enjoyed uh, watching that when I was a kid more than I enjoyed like reading the Iliad. Although like mm. I'm assuming that the Iliad is probably if I were to w- do both now, I'd probably like the Iliad more. But who knows? Maybe I wouldn't. Depends what translation. Uh, random side note: I was listening to a podcast the other day, uh, as we are in like podcast peak season. It's, it's casting season. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, someone translated the first line. Someone had a new translation of the Iliad, I think, or the Odyssey. Um, and the first line, depending on how you translate what it says, it was like the first line was like, uh, the road was in front of him. He w- could have done anything. And then the next translation was like literally a paragraph, <laughs> like just different. Just if you translate it this way, it sounds like this. And uh, so it's it's that's kind of fascinating to me. Something I never thought about is like how stories get. Uh, echo it into time depending on who translates them yeah well i I know what i'm gonna do this weekend i'm gonna make my own translation of the iliad yeah you should learn some greek and go ahead and get after it yeah whatever it was originally written in i don't know i will i'm gonna pursue my creative outlet which is now apparently translation but today's uh episode is not about me uh it's about your creative outlet mike my favorite topic, me. Yeah, that's true. That's the only way you agreed to come on the show. I yeah, needed an episode. And you said, all right, let's make it about me and I'll do it. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Behind the Design series. I guess I can call it a series because there's been two episodes so far. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's te- technically a winning streak. Yeah, it made it past the pilot. It survived uh, on to round two. Um, it's something that we shared on Twitter. Uh, it's also on the Mavs YouTube page as of today and yesterday. I accidentally posted the first video to my YouTube channel um, and not to the Mavs' YouTube channel, but it's on the Mavs' YouTube channel now. Clout the, chaser. Yeah, yeah. And the second one is coming up, uh, coming out soon. So uh, basically, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with it, uh, it's just a little short video. It's probably, what, three to four minutes each. Uh, talking yep. about kind of the the creative process and specifically like the nuts and bolts, meat and potatoes uh, of the Photoshop design process of the game day posters. Now the Mavs played sixty seven games this season, plus a few preseason games. Uh, Mike, you designed a poster, I believe, for every single one. That's correct. Yeah, yeah some of them were more simple. Some of them were just like face lockups with a cool, um, you know. Uh, what is it called? I can't even think. Torn edge gradient and or torn edge filter and a color gradient and then some. It looked cooler than 
then whenever I put it together, I get kind of bored with those, the face lockup ones, but they still look really cool. Like if you half find a photo. KP's face, half Miles Turner, or like you yeah. know, head to, literally head to head. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you find a photo of where they're both kind of making the same expression or both the exact same angle, like looking up or looking down, like it ends up looking pretty slick. So, yeah. Uh, but these, well, in the first two episodes, I have not seen them in any anymore. And I'm, I guess we can use this uh, tease tease for that. Our uh, incredible graphic designer slash animator extraordinaire Steph Rivas is going to do the next episode. Ooh, nice. Um, so I told her, like, maybe just pick, like, a piece of something you've made. Because <laughs> if she goes into explaining, like, these pieces she makes, it would take maybe an hour to kind of explain what's going on there. But she's super talented and has a crazy artistic eye. So I said, hey, next one, you're up, kiddo. Nice, nice. Looking forward to that. And Steph has actually been on an episode of Maps Playing with us. She's going to be on more uh, here soon but she was on with us i think last week or maybe the week before so go check that out we talked a little bit about her past and what she does for the maps too um but uh the, the first two episodes of behind the design are about they're they're not like the head-to-head graphics like you were describing they're a little more mm-hmm. artistic a little more creative uh the first one is uh inspired by the wings poster uh, it was whenever yeah. the Mavs took on the Bulls. There were four Mavericks players. I think it was Luca, KP, Tim, and Seth. Um, and and you turned, you basically like mimicked uh, Nike Michael Jordan poster. Um, and then the, yeah. the second one is a, uh, a a Luca poster for a matchup against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which was inspired by the Pendleton Native American blanket design uh, with you know triangles and uh, you know that that color scheme and everything and. Both turned out great. Both, I think, are, are really, really good, you know, kind of pieces of art. But, um, you know, the, the topic of the episode is not to just pat you on the back. Um, <laughs> it's to ask. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, th- so you can kind of go wherever you want with this if, if you want to, like, uh, yeah. explain more about that creative process or just, like, you know, just <laughs> I have the floor because I don't know anything about design. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason I this kind of popped in my head. I flirted with it earlier in the season and just didn't really have the time and didn't have, you know, enough art pieces to pick from, um, that I thought would be engaging enough. And I kind of wanted to, I wanted to start with the hits with the, the wings poster. People really loved that. That got some love across the NBA on Slack channels and stuff. And, uh, nice, nice. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the Pendleton one is honestly my favorite piece of the year. Uh, that I've done it's not the most complicated one or the one that well it took a really long time but maybe not the one that I worked on for like three or four days which some of them are um, but the reason I kind of wanted to um, get this in front of people number one um, finding inspiration uh, to take your mind outside of something you've already seen or just echo something you've already seen um, is incredibly difficult and even more difficult to do it consistently um, so what I creative process wise, what I end up doing is I'll literally just Google like vintage old posters. And if it's, if we're in a particular city, I have, you know, some constraints of, I want to make this poster about this city. Um, and so I'll, you know, Google vintage old Milwaukee posters, um, or vintage Milwaukee posters, old Milwaukee posters would just be the beer. But, uh, and so you get an idea of like what kind of symbols they use to represent this city, what kind of um, you know colors signify you're here, what feels like you're in this place. Um, and so with the Wings one, um, it was just an idea I had in Chicago 
whenever we were there last, um, right before the season stopped. Um, I was there and I had found these, I had saved these, this collection of um, outstretched arms photos that came from Media Day. And I realized, okay, and it was in, I was, I was looking for a photo of Zach Levine for some reason to make a, a three to keep graphic about him. So you're the guy that runs the Zach Levine as MVP Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, you. That's, that's me. I've been outed. Um, but so I was looking through his media day photos and he had, you know, his outstretched arms one that looked like the Michael Jordan wings poster. And I was like, I swear I've seen those before. And so I went through our team and there were, there were four of them. It's our, it's our most quote unquote, most popular guys, right? It's, it's Luca KP, Tim and Seth, and there's not any more. And I was going to do just one with Luca and recreate the wings poster. And then realizing if you make something that horizontal and, um, the dimensions um, horizontally, like the natural state of the original Wings poster, it doesn't show up well on social media. Um, it was, it just looks weird. Um, it doesn't. Twitter will like kind of crop it, and I was like, okay, so I got to make this thing square. Um, and we're all about inclusion and getting as many players and things as we can. So I was like, let's use all four. I've got four guys. Let's use four. It's weird that you know Dodo wasn't in there, but I don't have a photo of Dodo doing that pose ever. They've never made him do it. Media Day next year, I want to make every single person do it. I want to be like. Get the wings photo, okay? Um, but so that one came together pretty easily. I was like, I love this piece. This is one of the most iconic things I've ever seen. Um, I had it in my room, literally like above my bed when I was little. Um, and I tried to recreate it as best I could. And the key to me of why this isn't just a, like a click through, hit the eye, the eye drop little emblem on your layers and just show what layers you put together Um for me, it's helpful because I started from a place of not having a real traditional graphic design background. I went to school to make documentaries. Like that's what I was, or I initially went to school to be a sports psychologist. And I was like, this is miserable. Um, and so I, I switched to uh, RTVF, Radio TV Film, big emphasis on the film part because I wanted to make documentary films. Um, got pretty good at TV and editing and picked up radio and the rest, you know, went to the ticket, worked at Fox Sports Southwest, worked at Channel 8, worked for the Cowboys. Now I'm senior director of digital with the Mavs, but none of that involved any kind of, you know, uh, classical or technical training in graphic design. Photoshop's always just been something I use to get to the video part. Um, if I needed like a lower third or something that looked cool or show off a statistic or, um, and so whenever I started with the Mavs, I was pretty good at Photoshop. I could, I knew how to build stuff. I could, you know, do a jersey swap. It'd probably take me like two days or something. Um, but in between last season and this season, one of my goals over the summer was, um, you know, throw yourself into this, this boiling plate of figuring out how to be really good at Photoshop and consistently make slick designs. And so I wanted to reach out to other people that were in that position that felt like they could never get to this level of really loving things they make or pushing through these walls. Cause in every way, if, if a design is good, you run into this wall at some point in it and you have to consider, <laughs> do I need to scrap this entire thing? Like at some point in this in building this, what you're trying to make um, inside your inside of your head appear on a screen, you're going to run into a wall. And for me, I used to always just like stop or be like, oh, I'm not good enough at this. I'm, 
I started off wrong and now it's just like four steps into a wrong thing. And, uh, I don't love it. I don't know if I'll ever love it, but this summer I was like, no, screw that. Like I'm pushing through. If it looks like crap when it's done, it looks like crap when it's done, but I learned something. Um, and so I wanted to reach out to people that were in that same, that same boat that felt like, you know, I'm not going to go take college classes or go sit and watch like two hour tutorials on Photoshop, uh, on YouTube, which is a great resource, honestly. Um, there's no reason not to at this point. Like if you want to do something that's technical, um, especially if it's like in the Adobe suite or editing or audio editing or, or audio mastering or Photoshop, there's a YouTube tutorial and there's 50 of them about different tricks. And so you get, gather up all these tricks and you start putting it together and why behind the design came about is number one, we have more time right now. And I kind of wanted to show off some of the work we've done this year because people seem to be really receptive to them um, and really love them. And uh, I just wanted to re- reach out to those people that were like, man, I wish I could make that. I wish I could make something like that. I wish I had a creative outlet like that, but I don't really know how. And I'm like, I don't know how. I'm calling everything that's on this screen the wrong thing. Like if, if I hover over this thing, it, sa- it says this and I'm like, uh, the little pencil eraser nubby thing, click on that. Let's do this. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know what the jargon is. I'm sure it takes me twice as long to build these because there are people that just know shortcuts. They're like, oh, why don't you just do, you know, command control five? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, no one's ever taught me that. Um, and so a lot of it to me is just like every single tiny step um, I put my hands on and adjust and do it probably, you know, kind of a caveman building a fire away. Um, but I wanted other people to see that normal people that maybe just want some kind of artistic outlet or, um, have some kind of interest cause Photoshop, dude, you can make anything in that, like anything you're interested in, there's an application for it. Um, literally anything. And so I felt like it kind of applied to a lot of people. And once I got the screen recording aspect of it down, um, using my Mac, I was like, there's not a reason not to do this. Um, and the first one, the Wings one I put together, I found this track that sounded a lot like a uh, Tame Impala song. And I was like, that's cool. I'm going to use that. Um, and half the fun of making those is like making the really weird intros. Um, the Wings one is like an old school, like uh, color bar um, intro to a classic VHS tape type thing. And then the new one, I found some, I put together some, uh, the new one's a lot better. Um it might not as like retro feely, um, but I really, really like the intro on the new one. Like I feel like it has a vibe to it, um, and I got to use one of my favorite songs on it. Yeah, the Smoke Paint, one song. of my favorite bands. And yeah. uh, if it sounded familiar to you, if you watched the video and you're like, I feel like I've heard this song before, <laughs> you might have just heard it from the band Smoke Paint, who uh, created the song. But then uh, also we used that song uh, whenever Luca won Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. And you made that uh, very like <laughs> acid trippy kind of video, yeah. um, but I mean, that, yeah, that was fun. I worked on that for like a month or two. That rookie of the year video, and so did you just really did you to know that, that he was going to win rookie of the year or something? Was, was there like a reason to believe <laughs> he was going to win it? Yeah, I don't know. Just a wild guess. Yeah, um, but yeah, I love that song. I've always loved that song. Uh, it's called Cinch um, by Smoke Paint. It's on Smoke Paint, the album Smoke Paint Two. And it's two of my friends that I've known for a long time who are incredible musicians that make stuff that does not sound like that on their own. Um, and whenever they get together, they just like try and make a, a it's like a disco uh, horror film soundtrack. Like I think that's how they describe it. 
it's got a weird vibe, man. But I I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I I like that you brought up the kind of like the you don't call things the right name and like you're kind mm-hmm. of self-taught and it's for people that are kind of in the same position as you because um i feel like all creativity all creative outlets have that same sort of like barrier of entry where if you are not classically trained or trained really in any way then it, it just feels like you i don't know there's there's a fear there i mean there's always a certain sense of vulnerability whenever you're creating anything whether it's a piece of artwork or uh, you're writing an article, which is something that I I don't do as much anymore, obviously, but I used to do a lot of, or you're even hosting a podcast. Um, anytime you're creating anything, I mean, you're sharing kind of a little piece of yourself. And so uh, there are a lot of people in the world, I guess, who just don't create because there there is kind of a sense of vulnerability. Maybe you don't feel like you're a creative minded person or anything, but there is sort of that, that uh, that, that piece in, inside of all of us that wants to make things, uh, in, in whatever way, shape or form that is. And so, um, I don't know, it's just nice to know that somebody who's very good at what they do at one point, or maybe even still is in the same exact position, feels the same exact way about it as, as you or whoever's listening to this. Yeah. I mean, barrier of entries are such like demons to me. I think, if you have an opportunity to just run straight through one of them or kick that door through, like, why aren't you doing it? Like, you're going to do anything. Like, I still have things that, and I'm not saying I'm like a, you know, motivational speaker and like this actualize your life and all this stuff. There's plenty of stuff that I still want to do that I like haven't done, um, like learn Spanish and <laughs> all this kind of other stuff. Um, but if there's a craft that you really care about and there's a barrier of entry, the barrier of entry is you. Like just run through that thing, um, and I, I don't I don't use the right jargon like you said, and it's 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 funny to talk about it sometimes with like the actual design group we have, because um, I'm like ah oh, this thing over here and the and the that and the you know uh, hey let me come show you, and I'll come over there and I'll show Matt what I'm talking about, but um, the one of the most fun things I have doing and I don't know if everybody's this way. Um, or if it's just creative people and there's a difference between creative people and like idea people to me, creative people are people that actually take something and like do something with it and make something of it. Like you're not creative if you can think of like, uh, a structure for a project or how to like take the first two steps. That's not creative. That's that's an idea person. But that's I think a, everybody a... can be, I, I think everyone can be creative. I just think that for, for sure, you know, there's, there's some people just aren't you know yeah no and i i think i think there's an there's enough outlets now um whether it's writing photography photoshop um curating um web design i think every single person has something in them on the creative side that they're spectacular at and if you haven't found it yet like keep searching like some people it's it's hosting podcasts for some people it's 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 graphic design for some people it's video editing or you know um, script writing there's something inside every single person that they are spectacular at on the creative side um, but one of the most fun things to me is and it's this is so hard to do now because like the the kind of society and like rapid response um, that we live in but just getting extremely focused on either a design or an edit or um 
whatever you're working on, whatever your craft lets you do. For me, it's 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 Photoshop. One of the most fun things is just putting on an album and focusing on this thing for two hours. Like my email is closed, my phone is in the other room, um, because that so, that incredibly deep layer of concentration you we rarely ever hit nowadays. Like, it just doesn't happen that much. Like, you either, like, you take a break and you jump on Twitter, you take a break and you look at IG or someone's texting you, you respond to an email. And so, funny, uh, funnily, I don't know, funny funny enough, both of those uh, original pieces of art were made on the road. Uh, One was when we were in Chicago, um, and it was cold and windy, and we didn't really want to go do anything, and I, you know had an early dinner and I was like, you know what? It's like 8 PM. I'm going to work on this thing for like three hours. Um, no, no distractions. And the Oklahoma city one was the same thing. Um, we were at the, you know, museum hotel and it's, it's nice and quiet and, you know, um, had like some basketball game on in the background and put an album on and sat down at that little weird couch section they have in those hotel rooms with the circle table. It is a weird hotel. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just sat down and locked in for like three hours and just, you know, uh, incredibly focused on what you're doing, uh, to where it all makes sense. And ideas just start like hitting the back of your brain pan that you never, ever would have touched. Cause you just weren't like all the way into it. You weren't, you weren't all the way into the pool. You were just like kind of tiptoeing around the pool. That's something that I've really started to notice, uh, especially during this pandemic i mean i like i'm not a big texter or big on snapchat or anything like i I don't get notifications from twitter on my phone or instagram like i i I mute everything all the time but i've started playing a lot of chess online Mm -hmm. and um you know they're just little like 10 minute games so each player has 10 minutes so it never takes longer than 20 minutes so i'll sit down and play a game and chess is the kind of game where you really need to have complete concentration otherwise you'll you'll blunder your queen. I mean, with one little slip up. And what I notice is how difficult it is to concentrate whenever you're constantly engaging with technology. Because even, like I said, I'm not on my phone all day, every day. I'm not texting all my friends all the time. But during one 20 minute game, I'll get three emails and one Snapchat and I'll get, you know, some security update thing. And it's like, oh my God, all of these notifications constantly are flooding me. And this is just for 20 minutes. I mean, this is like one very short period of time. So I do think it's very important to unplug. Now, the, the other thing that you said is um, you made both of those designs on the road. And I'm, I'm, this might not be something that anybody can relate to unless you travel for work or unless you work in different environments, you know, depending on the day or anything. I find it I, – I, I find that I've – some of the best things that I've ever made or done have been created on the road whenever I'm away from everything. But at the same time, I also find it extremely challenging – to concentrate on like smaller things on the road you know what i mean like it's easier mm-hmm. it's easier to unplug entirely but it's harder to like do day-to-day menial tasks um, yeah. unless you just totally remove yourself from reality mm-hmm. almost which is something also i think that everyone has sort of collectively realized during this pandemic because almost everyone has had to work from home where you've been, I mean, there are a lot of people that have a lot of distractions to deal with, whether that's teaching your own kids or like, you know, the stress of 
of you know financial problems or medical problems or losing your job or anything but um it's there's just an overwhelming amount of distractions uh that Mm -hmm. make doing anything very difficult i mean especially creating anything yeah that that extreme moment or moments hopefully preferably of focus are are so cool for me um and to me it's so hard to get to that point um and there's two things that it takes to like get to where you're creating something and you kind of get lost in it and that's inspiration um wherever it comes from i mean if it's music if it's if it's you know uh sometimes i'll just listen to like weird speeches like i'll just listen to like the speech from uh charlie chaplin's speech from the great dictator and it's just like beautiful it's just like incredible and it gets my mind wandering about like each word that he's saying um so it's inspiration and, and undivided focus, right? Because when you lose focus, people don't realize this, and this is something we've lost uh, across culture, American culture, or Western culture, society as a whole, is, man, when you walk up to somebody's desk, or you text somebody, or you call somebody about just like a menial thing, and they're focused on something, it takes literally 20 to 30 to minute, 20 to 30 minutes to get back to that spot, to where you are hyper-focused on something. Um, and sometimes you can go through entire days without being hyper-focused on anything. And you're just kind of like chasing the fires that are going on. And that's no way to live. Like, I hate that. Like that, that you get, you get to the end of the day and you're exhausted and you also feel like you've accomplished nothing. Somehow I've just been like chasing fires. Um, and that happens a lot of the time. And whenever you're at, whenever I'm at here, uh, at home or in the office, like it's a lot of like, I'm just a firefighter, um, and it's hard to be at your desk and say, "Can you go away? Like, I need to do this for like the next hour." Like, that's extremely difficult for me because I, I want to help people. I want to solve whatever's going on with you. I want to be a problem solver. Um, but on the road, like, you know, you got a couple friends that are on the road with you, usually traveling. But I mean, go get dinner, and then you're good. Like, you don't owe them anything. You don't owe them, like, to hang out all night. Um, so a lot of times I'll just go back to the hotel room, put the laptop on whatever workstation we have, uh, put on a Sturgill Simpson album, put on a Ben Harper album, put on, you know, whatever, something I can listen all the way through, maybe once or twice, and just start grinding, man. I was going to ask that, too. Uh, everybody has kind of their own whatever whatever they listen to or 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 have on in the background to get them in Mm -hmm. the mood if you will Mm -hmm. um so sturgill is yours what what are what are some other things that you listen to yeah the most common one over the last um i guess like six months has been um sturgill simpson's new album sound and fury just because it's insane like it is a crazy crazy album um doesn't sound like i mean if you have an idea in your head of sturgill simpson this is not that idea this is like a zz top like insane out there album um and the sounds are just i don't even know how to describe it but it just makes my mind wander it's a crazy album and i mean the cover art is insane too i mean it's just like it's like almost like a muscle car driving away from a a mushroom cloud it's like it's (laughs) crazy so good it's it's so good and it gets my mind going and i do really good work whenever I listen to it. Uh, Ben Harper and the innocent criminals, uh, album lifeline is one that's just beautiful. They recorded the whole thing like doing tape to tape and it's like a, 
it's incredible uh beautiful album and it sounds like sonically uh like it wasn't made in a studio because it wasn't i mean they just literally recorded reel to reel and that's how the album came out and it's it's kind of smoother and depends where you are um a lot of father john misty obviously a lot of tom tame impala um just anything that any (laughs) collection of sounds it doesn't have to be music i use music most often that makes your mind wander into a place that it isn't already in um and that's what art's supposed to do right it's supposed to like um elicit deeper thought and further uh curiosities like that's what art's supposed to do so whenever i see art that isn't that then i'm like yeah, it's kind of trash, but um, there's, I mean, sometimes I'll just put it on, I, I feel like listening to an entire album front to back is way more effective for me. It's Same. just, it doesn't, if you bounce around, then your mind's chasing, and you, like, for me, I get this reintroduction to every song. Like, if I hit shuffle on my on my phone, then I'm wondering, like, when's the first time I heard this song? Who introduced me to this song? What album is it on? What year is it on? Hey, remember that time we were listening to this and, you know, the Rangers were in the World Series or something? Like, you know, you just start – it's cool to, like, get those memories going, but it doesn't get you, like, hyper-focused. Um, yeah. So whenever, whenever I like I sit listening down, to one I, album. I, oh, sorry. I, I like to listen to uh, – it's, it's – I like to listen to Passion Pit, Gossamer. I think that's a great album. Yeah, um, for sure. And I also like to listen to uh, Lana Del Rey's Born to Die. I think that's, mm-hmm. a, that's an awesome album, even though, like – I guess you could make the case that Passion Pit's album sort of spurs creativity because if you're familiar with their music or especially that album, like it is all over the place. Like the type of sounds oh, yeah. that they make are just are wild. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, there's there's nothing there's no like creativity spurring in Lana's music. But for whatever reason, I just really I don't know. I just really enjoy listening to them. I also love her music generally, but uh, that album yeah. in particular just does it. And then there's other stuff too. I mean, a lot of people will listen to like ambient music uh music without words more like kind of like chilled relax uh maybe even electronic mm-hmm. music or just like you know just like keys um but mm-hmm. I, I, li- I listen to the opposite i like listening to stuff that's like makes my brain sort of like i don't know activate almost yeah some people need the calm like i think jordan listens to like really chill ambient wave stuff whenever she's um you know doing autocad on a house but i'm I'm everywhere. Like, I listen... There's a band called Night Moves that I absolutely love. Um, last year, whenever... It, towards the end of the year, I was listening to uh, Smoke Paint a lot, both their first and second albums. They have two albums that they put out, and both of them are just out there sounds. Like, just... I don't even know. Like, these aren't... A lot of them aren't from instruments. They're just, like, thing noises that turn into, like, loops, and, and then they start, like, doing this weird, like... Sounds like a horror movie soundtrack thing, and I'm just like, okay, I can vibe with that. Um... But it's just whatever gets you in your zone, man. Everybody's gonna be different, and you and it's not just you're not just gonna sit down and find this moment of hyper focus. Um, you can watch what I what I built. You can you can redo it, but you're still not in this stage of like getting extremely hyper hyper focused. You're just kind of like mimicking what someone else has done. I'll try to get to that point where I hit this problem and. I have like three different solutions for it and I have to go through step one through 25 to figure it out. And I'm sure people that do like code for the internet for HTML and stuff like that run into similar things, right? Like they can't wait for the problem. Like where's when's the problem? 
when's the problem popping up? Um, but for me, that's, that's so valuable and that's so cool. And even just doing things in your day to day, like since probably the pandemic, um, maybe a little bit before, um, Jordan and I, my wife, instead of, you know, just watching a show and then watching a show and then watching a show and then, oh, we're going to go to sleep. Like that's pretty boring most of the nights. Um, whenever you get to the end of it, like some shows are worth like are worth just watching over and over. But what we'll do is we'll like watch an hour of a show and then we'll stop and play cards. We'll play gin for like an hour. And it requires like a lot of concentration. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to get like run and you're going to, you know, someone's going to drop a 70 point hand on you. Um, and just stealing those moments of concentration or those hours of like hyper focus that you can is like so valuable to me. Like I can't, can't express what that does for like your mental health and um, your creativity and your ability to do it again. Um, for me, it's all about repeatability, right? Like I've made, geez, what, 72 of those posters already this year. Some of them have taken 30 minutes to an hour and I had like a big plan already laid out. Um, and some of them have literally taken five hours and I, or and some of them I've gotten to the end and I've scrapped the thing. Like there's a whole, uh, folder of like, yeah, I just don't like how this feels. It looks cool. It'd be fine for maybe somebody else. I'd, you know what? This one's going in the trash. We got to make a new one tomorrow. The poster graveyard. Yeah. The B sides. Devastating. The, the posters. You got to release those too. Um, yeah, I'll put them out. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, we've crossed the half hour mark, and my recorder is uh, it's <laughs> on its last leg. So I guess um, I don't know. This was an interesting conversation. I, like it, it wasn't really about the behind the design videos, but it was kind of like behind the behind the design. You know, it was yeah. actually going behind the design. Um, I don't know. The kind of the the science and the art of creativity is something that's always been very interesting to me. And um, yeah, I mean, hopefully it was interesting to you, the listener. Uh, is there anything, Mike, that you want to add uh, before we get out of here? Uh, no, just if you want to make something, man, there's there's honestly no reason for you not to make it. If you want to get into video, it's not that difficult anymore. You can shoot a movie on your iPhone. I've seen people do it. Um, you have an iMovie editor. You have some kind of editing software on your computer. If you want to learn Photoshop and make posters, um, the one of the tricks for me getting into all of this, every single field I've got into is usually find something that's great that you think is like the coolest thing you've ever seen. Curate your own taste, find that thing, reverse engineer it. So this is how they made this piece of this. This is how they made this other piece. Then you got all these tricks in your bag and you can roll into any situation and it's like, okay, we're making something that's themed about, you know, we're playing the suns and it's in, it's in Phoenix, so we can use something about Arizona. I know all my tricks on how to make things look like the desert. I know all my gradients to make things look like to look like their colors. They also use purple and, and that orange, so that's going to be a cool color combination that comes together, right? And then you can use like maybe a mesa, um, and you just throw all these things into you know just throw it on your screen and see what it looks like and mess with it till it looks cool. Um, but finding something that you really respect and appreciate, and then reverse engineering it. Um, is is so much fun to me um and i've seen jay lim started doing that jonathan lim our uh our super talented videographer he's been doing that on instagram well he'll show you here's a scene from a movie here's how they got to this color grade and he'll like you know this went on there this LUT went on there this other LUT went on there and then there's like this cooling filter um 
But to me, it's finding something awesome and reverse engineering it. And then, okay, there's one of my 40 tricks that I can pull out later. Um, so go out there and do it, man. Like you got time right now. What are you, what are you waiting on? Like if you want to learn how to edit, you know, learn how to do photography. Like I literally bought a film camera the other day just for fun. Um, as a little like $50 film camera. I'm like, you know what? I've never used film that much. We use it on our vacations and some of the photos end up really cool. And some of them are like, good God, that's awful. But <laughs> you know what? I'd like, I'd like to learn how to do this and make things look cool using a film camera. And I've never done it before. Um, so just, you know, if you're a person that challenges yourself and likes to do stuff like that and needs an outlet, there is no stinking reason not to, man. There's a creator inside of every single one of us. It's one of the beautiful things about being human. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. I appreciate no you, worries, man. Buddy. Uh, hope you're staying safe and sane, safe and sane during all this safe stuff. Safe and sane. Safe and, safe and sane, baby. Um, I gotta go. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this podcast and then I'm gonna start my translation of the Iliad. Uh, so hopefully I'll have it. I'll have it on your desk by Monday morning. Uh, wh- what do you, you What do you like to listen to whenever you're creating? What What do you What inspires you? Um, if you're a, a creative minded person, I mean, what kind of gets you in that zone? I'd love to hear about it. I know Mike would too. Uh, this is something that obviously we're both very passionate about. Uh, let us know. He's Machine Sports on Twitter. I'm Bobby Corello. Uh, we make new episodes of Mavs Plane every single day. Uh, Becca and I had a bunch of really good stuff this week. Uh, every day it's different people. Every day it's different hosts. A different topic, Monday through Friday. Uh, please, if you feel so inclined, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a, at least a f- four-star review if possible. Uh, five is okay, but uh, four is four is fine too. Or if there's a topic you want to hear about, yeah, that you don't think we have have touched yet, it's something weird maybe. Just throw that in there. We'll, we'll work on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. Always. Um, again, Mike, appreciate you, man. He is Mike. I am Bobby. This is Mavs Plane, and we will be back with you next week. See ya.